This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Coming up on Saturday at the Smith Center, not sure people have heard about it, Duke, good basketball team, playing at North Carolina, also a good basketball team. It's a rivalry game, and I believe College Game Day has been in town for the last Oh, 8,000 of them. Seth Greenberg on set. Oh, by the way, I'm so excited the band is getting back together because Seth will be there. Jay Williams will be there. And Jay Billis will be there. It is amazing. We'll talk to Jay tomorrow. Uh, Seth Greenberg joins us on the Adam Gold Show. My friend, uh, you got to be excited. The whole band is back together. It's like the Beatles reunion. No, I, I got to be honest with you. I miss my man. Fonz, Fonz, and I were connected at the hip, love him to death like a brother, but I also love Jay Wilder like a brother. So, I mean, you know, to me, I can't lose. I'm working with really, really great people that are passionate about the game. Obviously, Jay and Jay have experience in playing in the game, uh, which brings some context to what this thing is all about. But uh, great to have Jay Will back with us. He's the little brother I never wanted. And uh, we're going to have a good time. <laughs> you guys always do, man. That's what translates through the TV. And, again, this college game day is always going to be at, uh, at this game. Until Tuesday, I, didn't, I couldn't close my, uh, close my eyes and see, other than it's a rivalry, I, I couldn't see a path for Duke. But I thought Tuesday maybe North Carolina showed some offensive cracks that we hadn't seen. I think their defense was, for the most part, pretty good, except maybe Georgia Tech's last possession. Uh, but I thought their defense was fine. It was the first time we had seen their offense look a little bit, I don't know, uh, ordinary, unsure. What have you seen from the Tar Heels? Actually, I thought their defense was poor. I thought their ball screen defense was very poor. Uh, too many times in drop coverage, they got attacked. They gave up too many rim runs off the high spread ball screen. Late game, they switched the high ball screen and, and attack Baycott. Now you got you got to admit, you know, Nathan George made a crazy shot, <laughs> and offensively they didn't take care of the ball. Yeah, I mean, you turned it over ten times in the first half. I just thought they were off. Uh, and you know, is it the game before the game? Is Georgia Tech has something to do with it? Is everything that's going on in college basketball, you know, on, with with teams winning games, you know, at home beating ranked teams at home? I think it's a little bit of everything. Is it, you know, quite honestly, all the static that's around these players today, whether it's NIL, collectives, workout guys, grassroots coaches, <laughs> parents expecting to monetize their kids. Uh, you know, there's so much going on right now for a young person uh, playing college basketball. You know, you know where, does, where does school fit in? Where does winning fit in? But they had one of those games where they didn't play well. They were loose with the ball. The ball didn't have energy. Uh, they, their transition game didn't get going like it had the last mm-hmm. three games. And and Georgia Tech, you know, had some guys make some plays. Yeah, Georgia Tech's a I I've literally I've seen just four Georgia Tech games this year. I kid you not. I saw both Duke games, the Carolina game, and the Clemson game where they won at Little John. To me, Georgia Tech's a five seed, and they're under five hundred. Can't figure it out. Um, I think. I mean. I think they've got players, but they certainly have shown what they're capable of in the four games that I've seen. I'm sure uh, Damon Stoudemire would want me to watch more games. Yeah, I mean, but they're a young team. I mean, Andago and uh, Andogo and 
and Nathan Georgia are the two, you yeah. know, two of the best players. Then those other guys, when they're making shots and attacking the basket, they do some really good things offensively. A lot of spread, a lot of step up ball screens, a lot of really good spacing stuff. Don't always guard. They guarded really well the other night. <laughs> they, they, like you just said, I mean, they got good wins, man. I mean, they got really, really good wins. Uh, but they haven't been consistent. It's hard to be consistent. Anyone can do something one night, but you can you do it every single night. And uh, that's what Carolina found out the other day. That's what other teams all season long have found out. There's a very small margin of error across college basketball. There's a small margin between the first, the best team in the country and the 75th team in the country. Uh, there's parity because it's COVID, because it's portal, because it's fifth and sixth year guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, everyone's older. You look at Ole Miss, you look at Mississippi State. I mean, across the college, the college, the look at the Big 12, across the college basketball landscape, everyone is older. That's just the way it is. Older guys have been there, done that. They're tougher. Uh, they expect to win. So, tough loss to Carolina, uh, but I think Duke's playing pretty well. Duke is playing pretty well, and it's funny because they've also at times, even in wins, kind of struggled to defend the ball. They struggled to defend Georgia Tech when Tech was here. They struggled late in the game to defend Clemson. Uh, they got away with a lot of these. They won these games. They've won 11 of 12. And I know people will look at the you know the net and the top 50. They'll say, well, Duke's not beating anybody uh, other than Baylor in the top 50 in this 11 of 12 uh, stretch. But I also think we have seen a lot of great signs from the Blue Devils, probably more on offense than we have seen on defense. Uh, what are, When you look at Duke, what are you seeing? Well, first of all, I think the injuries have helped them. You say, well, he, Greenberg, he's nuts again. <laughs> uh, the injuries have helped them because when Proctor went out, Roche all of a sudden became more aggressive. Uh, rather than just playing off the ball, he was on the ball. He was playing downhill. He was making plays. Jared McCain happened. I mean, yeah. I think that's a really big thing. He got aggressive, and now all of a sudden he's playing. He's a, a, a threat. number of guys that can make plays and score the ball, they're spacing. Mark Mitchell figured it out and started playing to his strengths which is run the floor, rebound, defend, uh, get to the offensive glass, uh, be, a def- you know, be active, be a good cutter, all the things that really play to his strengths as opposed to him stepping out and shooting threes mm-hmm. and, and settling. Uh, and now, you know, the versatility of Filipowski has been good. You know, Caleb Houston's been good. So, you know, I, I look at this new team. I think they're continuing to get better, especially offensively. Uh, I think they, their lack of rim protection impacts them a little bit defensively, yeah. but uh, I love what they're doing offensively. I'm going to do a tape on them. On, uh... Adam Golden studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. I was on your website, and I love the term financial termites because there are always things eating at your money that you can't see. So you don't want financial termites. Termites in the financial world are risk, fees, unnecessary commissions. All the bad things that we see and we hear about on TV are happening many times inside your portfolio you don't see. So you need a financial exterminator. Well, for the next 10 of you to call, we'll put together for you your very own total retirement plan at no cost. Call 888-843-843. 0013 or text Adam to 600 Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. On Saturday, uh, showing the aggressiveness of Proctor, the spacing, and when you have a big that can short roll, shoot the three, and roll down to the post, that becomes a hard matchup. So I think they're playing well. I mean, uh, 
you know, they're not dominating, but you know, no one's dominating. <laughs> so I mean, it's just it's just the way it is. Yeah, I mean, you you mentioned older players, and I'm not saying it's rare in this rivalry to have older players who are uh, big contributors because we've had it, but. I mean, even sophomores, especially if you were an impact freshman, if you have a sophomore who was an impact freshman in today's game, he's an older player. Duke is going to play, other than with Jared McCain and Caleb Foster, uh, they're going to put a lot of experienced players on the court. And Roach has been here for, this is what, year four. Um, And R.J. Davis, same Armando Baycott, uh, and Carolina's two transfers, while they're not experienced here, I mean, Cormac Ryan and Harrison Ingram have uh, played for a long time. Uh, so there's going to be a lot more experience on the court than we're normally seeing at, you know, this level of basketball. Oh, there's no doubt about it. And it's a reflection of college basketball. Big stick around because they can't make money because they're not as valuable. Mm-hmm. Uh, R.J. Davis made a great decision coming back. I mean, they have very, very good players that were not NBA players a year ago. Harrison Ingram, Cormac Ryan, older guys, mature guys. We haven't seen uh, this old uh, uh, Duke-Carolina matchup in years. In years. This is this is back to the future. <laughs> that would be nice. Ba- back when Duke stormed the court after a win over Virginia Tech. The lowest point in Duke history. <laughs> I mean, the lowest point in Coach K's history. He 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 shushed those students back into the stands. He was so embarrassed. It's unbelievable. I mean, that's when I knew we arrived. We forced a court storming. We became a rival. So, what's the key? What's the key Saturday night for? Let's start with the home team for North Carolina. Take care of the basketball, and then figure out how you're going to guard all those uh, Filipowski dribble handoffs and ball screens. Because Phil Pousey's going to be in a ton of dribble handles and ball screens. And here's the deal. When you, Proctor comes off that ball screen, if you hard hedge it, flip either short rolls or pops, and now you're playing five on, uh, four and three. If if you don't hard hedge it and you, you basically play flat, Proctor gets in lane, which forces your weak side to help, which now he's kicking it out, spraying it out to three-point shooters. So figuring that out is really, really important. You know, keeping, keeping uh, I think, Proctor out of the lane and then keeping Mitchell off the glass, probably are the keys there. The other side is Carolina. You got to, you got, uh, you know, you got to do a good job in your in your ball screen defense. You've got to, you got to take care of the ball. You got to take care of the ball. You can't pitch it right way all over the place. Get clean stops. Get out in transition. Try to get some early post ups for Armando. Armando, you've got to work harder in the low post. Look, <laughs> everyone's perception of Armando, oh, Armando's good, Armando's bad, Armando's this, Armando's that. People, stop. He is who he is. He, he's he's not extremely athletic. He needs an angle. He rebounds his area. Uh, he's you know he's a, he's, he's a pretty good passer out of doubles. Uh, he's not scoring over people. He's not driving the middle, spinning, and, and, and making a play. That's not who he is. So, like, people say, oh, well, they, you know, I'm on. No, he is who he is. He's going to rebound balls in his area. You notice that way the Harrison Ingram is not rebounding as much because Ingram re- yeah. Yeah. He's a machine. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then I think that the ball's got to have energy. Can't get stuck. Uh, I thought they did a really good job prior to the game the other night pushing the ball. Well, how, why, why do you get out in transition? Get deflections, get turnovers, get stops. Now you can get out in transition. If you're taking the ball out of the net, it's hard to get out in transition. 
But get out and transition, then in the half court, don't get stuck so much. Your ball's got to have a little bit better energy. And uh, probably Cormac Ryan making a couple of shots would be a nice thing. Yeah, they uh, they certainly need it. It can't just be all R.J. Davis from three-point range. Who, between Davis and Kyle Filipowski, I think you've got uh, your top two in that order right now. ACC Player of the Year candidate. They might both end up being All-American. Seth Greenberg, you're my All-American, sir. Uh, you'll be here with College Game Day on Saturday. It's good to have you on the program, and we'll talk again very soon, my friend. You got it, brother. Appreciate you, man. Seth Greenberg's always cool to catch up with. Uh, College Game Day will be over in Chapel Hill, of course. Uh, the whole crew. We'll talk to Jay Billis tomorrow on the show in advance of Duke Carolina part whatever this is. At Wake Med MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org.